So we're going to continue in 2 Timothy. And the verse that we're going to see this morning will be verse 8. Remember Jesus Christ, raised from the dead, descended from David. This is my gospel. Let's pray. Father, I come to you this morning knowing that you can understand me. But I ask you for my brothers and sisters that they can also understand my words. That your Holy Spirit can touch our hearts and bring us to the knowledge of Jesus Christ. Amen. Almost every year in Portugal, uh, we must do some medical exams to see if everything is all right. It's a customer to go to the doctor. We must test ourselves, and, and that is, is good, to know if everything in our body is working well. We must be alert because things can surprise us. But I w want to make a question for you. Do we realize that God tests our lives too? I think in these last years, uh, we have been tested by God to see if our hope continues in Him. Perhaps you are not one of those who cannot see the Lord's hand in COVID or even in, in this war. But remember, nothing in this world happens without, without God's approval. He is sovereign over all things, over your life, over this congregation, over this country, over this world. This world is God's world. So he does what he pleases. And my friends, we have been tested by God. In the book of James, it is written, chapter 1, verse 2 to 4, Consider it pure, pure joy, my brothers and sisters, whenever you face trials of many kinds. Because you know that the testing of your faith produces perseverance. Let perseverance finish its work so that you may be mature and complete, not lacking of anything. How wonderful it is to know that even when we go through the trials and various kinds of things, the reason is because God is caring and nurturing our faith. And I hope that we can see that today. My question now for you is this. How are you dealing, coping with all these new things in your life? So I would like you to take you back to 2 Timothy and this 
verse 8 of chapter 2. And bring to you and to me and to all of us this eternal assurance and confidence and rest our souls even in the great difficulties and trials in our life. So these are the words of Paul to Timothy. Remember Jesus Christ, raised from the dead, descended from David. This is my gospel. Just this verse will give us sufficient confidence and assurance to live our lives in the fullness of God's love for if for even during difficulties and trials, you must remember Jesus Christ. So there are four points that we're going to see. Remember Jesus Christ first, and secondly, raised from the death, third, descended from David, and last. This is my gospel. So let's go through all of them. First, remember Jesus Christ. Why does Paul say to this young man, this servant of God, Timothy, to remember Jesus Christ? Why does Paul say that? These are, the, uh, these are Paul's last words before he is killed by the Roman authorities. Paul has been a father. As you read in the beginning of this chapter, uh, verse 1, he says, You then, my son. He has been a father to Timothy, a constant presence in a young life of Timothy, his Christian walk, Paul has been present. But he would not, he would no longer be present. And not only that, but things were not going to be easy for this young servant of God. In the beginning of chapter 3, Verse 1, Paul is going to say, but mark this, pay attention, mark this, there will be terrible times in the last days. And my dear friends, these last days have begun since our Savior, Jesus Christ, went to heaven. So things will not be easy for Timothy. It's what Paul is saying. Difficulties are a reality in a Christian life. And these last years, as I said in the beginning, we are tested, we are being tested in our faith. And how, do, how did you deal with that? Did you lose heart? Did you doubt 
the love of God. I hope that you've kept remembered Jesus Christ. When Paul is telling Timothy to remember Jesus Christ, he's bringing to Timothy rest. He's bringing to Timothy confidence to his life. Who is Jesus Christ? Maybe some of you don't know him. Maybe you read about him. Maybe you even sung about him. But do you really know him? Just in these two words, Jesus Christ, there is all the peace that we need to our lives. First, Jesus. What a wonderful and powerful name it is. When a believer speaks about Jesus or remember Jesus, he's not just mentioning a name or remembering someone from the past named Jesus. None of, us, of that. We are remembering and speaking of the Savior. Remember what the angel said to Joseph. She will give birth to a son, and you are to give him the name Jesus. Because he will save his people from their sins. There is a reason why Jesus is called Jesus. Because he saves people from their sins. He is the Savior. If Jesus is, is a reality in your life, his salvation is a reality too. In him, we are saved from our sins. I don't know if you realize that, is, that this is the most important thing of our lives. To have Jesus as our Savior. It is not that everything in our life is going to be without trials and problems. No. It is that even with trials and problems... In Jesus, we are saved. You have the love, you have the peace of God. And Paul, he knew that. In chapter 3, verse 10 to 11, he said, You, however, know all about my teaching, my way of life, my purpose, faith, patience, love, endurance, persecution, suffering, what kinds of things happened to me in Antioch, Iconium, and Lystra, the persecutions I endure, yet the Lord rescued me from all of them. Paul, he suffered a lot, but God rescued him from all. He knew that he was saved. Saved in Jesus. And that's the importance of all. Yes, God did rescue, rescue him from persecution, from prison, and other things. But stop for a moment. 
and realize this. This man that is writing, writing these letters to Timothy knows that he's going to die. God will not rest him from death. He was going to be killed by the Romans. And Paul was not afraid. Not afraid. These are his words in chapter 4, verse 6 to 8. For I am already being poured out like a drinking offering, and the time of my departure is near. I have fought the good fight, I have finished the race, I have kept the faith. Now there is in store for me the crown of righteousness, which the Lord, the righteous judge, will award to me on that day, and not only to me, but also to all who have longed for his appearing. But there is more. Attend to what he's going to say in verse 18 of chapter 4. The Lord will rescue me from every uh, evil attack and will bring me safely to his heavenly kingdom, to him be glory forever and ever. Amen. So, do you see the importance of remember Jesus? Because in him we are rescued from sin. Weavers, in his commentaries, he writes, For a Christian, there are things that are even more dangerous than suffering and death. Sin, for example. This is what Paul had in, in mind. He was confident that the Lord will deliver him from every evil work and take him to the heavenly kingdom. Paul's greatest fear was not of death. It was that he might deny his Lord or do something else that will disgrace God's name. Paul, Paul, he was not ashamed of the gospel. Right in the beginning of this second book of Timothy, in verse 8 to 9, he said, So do not be ashamed of the testimony about our Lord's or of me, his prisoner. Rather, join with me in suffering for the gospel. By the power of God, he has saved us and called us to a holy life, not because of anything we have done, but because of, because of his own purpose and grace. This grace was given us in Christ Jesus before the beginning of time. Don't be ashamed. Uh, Paul was going to deal with death. He knew death was coming. But he never stopped to be faithful to God. Because he knows Jesus. Jesus saved him. Remember Jesus. So Paul is saying to Timothy, I'm going to be 
there. You're going to be without him. But you have Jesus. You have Jesus. But we must now go to the second word. Christ. Remember Jesus Christ. I'm always remembering the people in our church that Christ is not the last name of Jesus. My name is Rogério Ramos. My last name is Ramos. Jesus was known by Jesus of Nazareth. When we are speaking about Jesus Christ, we are speaking about something important. The meaning of Christ is taken from the Old Testament. God promised the ancient Israelites that the Messiah would come to deliver them from sin. You were, Pastor Philip said the words of John the Baptist. The Lamb of God who takes the sin of the world. So they knew what Christ was. What it means. The idea of the Messiah is carried over in the New Testament with the title of Christ. This is the way that we say. The Greek word Christos, for which we get the English word Christ, is the translation of the Hebrew term Messiah. Messiah, in turn, is related to the Hebrew verb Messiah, which means to anoint. Therefore, when the New Testament speaks about Jesus, when the New Testament speaks about Jesus Christ, he's saying Jesus the Messiah, or literally, Jesus the Anointed One. Paul could just write to Timothy and say, remember Jesus. But he said, remember Jesus Christ. He was giving words of assurance and confidence. Because Jesus is the promised one. He is the son of God. Not one man like, like we. Ma many people in the times of Jesus didn't recognize him as Christ. But he is what he said. Peter said, you are the Christ, the Son of God. C.S. Lewis said, you must make your choice. Either this man was and is the Son of God or else a madman, or something worse. You can shut him up for a fool, you can spit at him and kill him as a demon, or you can fall at his feet and call him Lord and God, but let us not come with any patronizing nonsense about his being a great human teacher. He has not left that open to us he did not intend to. So when we are professing this name in our mouth, when we are singing about Jesus, we are speaking about the King of Kings, 
the Lord of Lords. Jesus the Savior. Jesus the Promised One. But that is just this point, this first point. Remember Jesus Christ. Let's go to the second one. Raised from death. Jesus has conquered death. Our security is in what Christ has accomplished. He came, he died for our sins, and he's, he was risen from death. Our great enemy, death, was defeated. In Jesus, we have eternal life, and he conquered all for us. So there is nothing, nothing at all that separates us from this love that came from the Father, from the Son, and from the Holy Spirit. In Jesus' resurrection, we have assurance of eternal life. Our sins are forgiven. In 1 Corinthians 15, 17, Paul remembered that. If he didn't raise, our sins are not forgiven. But he was raised from the dead. There is no forgiveness of sin just with the death of Christ. When he says it has been done, all has been accomplished in a cross, he knew that he was going to raise. That's the process of salvation. Our sins are, are in that cross. Our life it's in his resurrection. So now we are born in, again to a living hope through the resurrection of Jesus Christ. Peter says that in 1 Peter verse 3. And now because of God, uh, Jesus' resurrection, we have the Holy Spirit with us. You see, Timothy is not alone. He has Jesus in his life. There is no condemnation for those who are in him. And we will be raised from death. So be confident of all of this. What Jesus said will be done. God is true. Know his promise. And knowing that God is true knowing that these promises are true, we come to the, our third point. So, remember Jesus Christ, raised from the dead, descended from David. Maybe for us, it doesn't say a lot. We don't have a, a Jew's background. Maybe you are not aware of the importance of all of this. He's just saying what God said was done. What Paul is bringing us, bring Timothy, is bringing Timothy to the promise of God. We are remembered that Christ was to come from the 
offspringing of David. And this came to reality. Matthew, if we, if we go to Matthew, right in the beginning of the book of Matthew, Matthew had something in mind when he starts the book like this. He wants us to show to the Jews, to the Hebrews, the importance of Jesus. See what he says in verse 1. A record of the genealogy of Jesus Christ, the son of David, the son of Abraham. And if you go to the verse 17 of the same chapter 1 of Matthew, thus there were 14 generations in all from Abraham to David, 14 from David to the exile of, to Babylon, and 14 from the exile to the Christ. This Christ, the son of David. So Paul is saying to Timothy, yes, is Jesus the Savior. Yes, he is Christ the Messiah. Yes, he is the King of Kings. Our God has fulfilled his promise. The Messiah has come. The salvation of God came to the world. And salvation is Jesus Christ. So do you see what Paul is saying to Timothy? He's giving to Timothy the strength to continue. To carry on living the faith even in the midst of difficulties. So this is the time. I don't know your lives, but God knows. Don't ever forget Jesus in your life. Remember Jesus Christ raised from the death, the offspring of David. Rest in the promise of God and know you will be safely, you, you will be safely into his heavenly kingdom. Isaiah one time wrote these words in Isaiah 50, verse 5 to 7. The sovereign Lord has opened my, my ears. I have not been rebellious. I have not turned away. I offered my back to those who beat me, my cheeks to those who pulled out my beard. I did not hide my face from mocking and spitting because the sovereign Lord helped me. I will not be disgraced. My dear friends, despair. And we are seeing so much despair in this world. The ones who don't know Jesus, it seems like they are lo losing everything. Their way of living. The young people, because they don't have access to some of the things they had in the past, it's more difficult for them. All this war, all this COVID, all these uncertain things in the world has brought despair to them. But for us, for us that know God, we know that God's, God's promise are true. So God fills us with his promise through all the Bible 
so that our faith will not waver, but so that we that would be strength because he is faithful to fulfill what he promised. Jesus was the promise of salvation. He came and he saved. And you are saved in Jesus Christ. So, as Paul puts in Romans, and we know that in all things God works for the good of those who love him, who have been called according to his purpose. This is a promise also. God is saying that. And it's a promise that has to do with our suffering. God is ensuring that all things work together for our good. He's not guaranteeing that we will understand everything we go through. No. Is not uh, nor that we will be happy about everything. That is not his, what he's saying. But that everything is working together for our good. Everything. We have answers about COVID. We have answers about war. We have answers about the difficulties of the lives today. And our answers in, Jesus, in our God. And if we know that, we will be at peace. Paul had confidence because of Jesus. Pressure will come. Options are to be made. Do what is right. Do what is right. Continuing to remember Jesus Christ. Raising from the dead, the offspring of David. In chapter 4, verse 1 to 5, Paul is going to say to Timothy these words, in the presence of God and of Christ Jesus, who will judge the living and the dead, and in view of his appearing and his kingdom, I give you this charge. Preach the word. Be prepared in season and out of season. Correct, rebuke, encourage with great patience and careful instruction. For the time will come when people will not put up with sound doctrine. Instead, to suit their own desires, they will gather around them a great number of teachers to say what their itching ears want to hear. They will turn their ears away from the true and turn aside to myths. Difficulties are a reality. But Timothy, I give you this charge. And sometimes when we read these words, we think this is just for Timothy or just for our pastor. But this is for all of us. Remember Christ. He said to us to go and preach the gospel. And this is our ministry too. We are the salt, the light in this dark world. So COVID didn't change anything in our lives. The most important 
is Jesus. The world in which age have a view of the love of God. The importance is Jesus. And tomorrow we don't know what is going to be in our lives. But the important thing is Jesus. Jesus is everything. So don't be ashamed of our Lord. And Paul concludes this verse saying, this is my gospel. Or we have in ESV, as preached in my gospel. What does Paul mean when he says, this is my gospel? John Calvin, in his commentaries, he writes, he calls it his gospel, not that he professed to be the author, but the minister of it. This is the message that he has received from Jesus himself, Paul. And this is what he preached. But Paul didn't just preach. He lived the, the gospel. The gospel is Christ. And Paul said to live is Christ. Yes, we are living in difficult times. What should we do? Keep your eyes fixed in Jesus Christ. Live your life as Christians. Don't be ashamed of the gospel. Right in the beginning, in verse 8, chapter 1, Paul writes, So do not be ashamed of the testimony about our Lord or of me, his prisoner. Rather, join with me in suffering for the gospel by the power of God. So this is a time... For the world outside. And the world inside of the visible church. To see Jesus in us. Keep living the gospel. Even if we suffer for it. By it. Paul says in verse 12, chapter 1. That is why I am suffering as I am. Yes, this is no cause calls for shame because I know who I have believed and, and I am convinced that he's able to guard him what I have entrusted to him until that day. Do you know whom you have believed? Are you forgetting? Remember Jesus Christ. And finish in Jesus. In Jesus, there is the promise of life. The promise of life. You know, today we don't write letters. We, we write emails. The process is the same. We start in the beginning and we finish in the end of the email. We, we, we read to know the context. Timothy received this, this letter from Paul. But right in the beginning of this book, before he's going to say to Timothy, life is hard, continue to be faithful. Problems will come, continue to be faithful. I will not be here no more because I'm going to die. Continue to be 
faithful. See what he says in the beginning. And we're going to finish with the beginning of this book. Chapter 1, verse 1 of 2 Timothy. Paul, an apostle of Christ Jesus, by the will of God, in keeping with the promise of life that is in Christ Jesus. Or we have in another version like this, Paul, an apostle of Christ Jesus by the will of God, according to the promise of the life that is in Christ Jesus. Right in the beginning, Paul said to Timothy, in him, in Christ Jesus, there is the promise of life. So, remember Jesus Christ, raised from the death, the offspring of David, according to my gospel. Give this gospel a reality in your lives. Let's pray. Our Heavenly Father, you are the sovereign God. You are the God of the past. You are the God of the present. You are the God of the future. You are the God of the believer. You are the God of the unbeliever. You are the God when we are at peace with others. You are the God when we are in war with others. You never change. You are the King of Kings. But to know that you are the God, to know that now we can come to your presence and tell, Father, we are so grateful to have you as our Father, to know that tomorrow we will be saved by you, whatever this world brings to us, we are in your hands. Your promise are true. What Jesus came to do, he did. So we are saved. And our eyes are in the glory of heaven. We know, O oh Lord, that when we close our eyes here, we will see Jesus. So keep us going. Give us faith to overcome the evil of this world. We know that tribes are a reality of God, but put us aside of the wrong things of this world. We don't ask for health. We don't ask for money. We ask you, oh Lord, that you, you keep us living in a way that we can honor your name, glorify your name, take us everything from our lives, but never take us Jesus 
He is our treasures. He is our life. In Him, we can live. Be with this church. Be with everyone that is here. That they can go outside and continue to remember Jesus Christ. We ask you, Lord, for this nation to come back to Jesus. To remember Jesus Christ. We ask you, Lord, for Portugal too. For them to remember Jesus Christ. Thank you, Lord, for this great love that has no measure. Thank you, Lord, because we know that we were not worthy of your love, but you have loved us since the eternal. Be with us. Put your joy in our heart. In Jesus' name. Amen.